You are listening to episode five of the Tried and True with Caroline podcast. This is a place to chat about how aligning your daily wellness routine, mindset, and self-care contribute to building meaningful businesses and relationships while curating an empowered and fulfilling life. Being an entrepreneur isn't easy, and learning to balance all of the things is another story, but it's worth it. Through these podcasts, my goal is to bring creative conversations to the table that empower, enlighten, and elevate your workspace wherever you are listening. If you are looking for a place that's going to support that big dream of yours, replace your doubt with, you gotta do this thing, know that progress is better than perfection, and momentum is magic, you're in the right place. And you know that thing you keep looking for, that you believe is going to change everything? I've got news for you. If you're still looking for it, I have your answer. Go and look in the mirror. You are the answer. I believe that the messages we hear are never a coincidence, and when the student is ready, the teacher appears. So if this sounds like your sort of conversation, I've got a seat reserved just for you. Learn from the past, be wildly curious in the now, and blaze a new trail to the future. Your time is now, my friend. Welcome and thank you for joining me. Let's get this show started. I'm super excited about today's show because it's my first interview. And my guest is Martha Marlton from Plater Ames. We cover a lot of ground, so I hope you have a journal handy because you might want to take some notes. Martha is a spiritual mentor, guide, and modern mystic. She stems from a lineage of curanderas on her paternal side and psychic intuitives on her maternal side, with values rooted from the same source, earth, and light. Her spiritual practice fuses the ancient with the modern and incorporates the teachings of astrology, metaphysics, shamanism, and the Akashic Records. We are spiritual beings having a human experience, and it can be one spectacular ride. The caveat is, that each of us is responsible for our own journey, one that is circular, not linear. The journey can be filled with love and joy or fear and pain. The choice is ours. And without further ado, welcome to episode five. Ooh, fun. Yay, your first little interview. I'm so excited. To, uh, let's see. Chris, in my interview, I have my very good friend, Martha Malton. Her business is called Lighter Ames, and she's a spiritual mentor, guide, and modern mystic. So welcome, my friend, Martha. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. I'm good. So good to be here. Yeah. Yes. I'm so, you are such a busy human, and I am so grateful that you have taken time out of your day to chat with me. Of course, of course. So first things first, what do you do? That's probably a loaded question. So I do. um, Yeah, yeah. So I work a lot with the Akashic Records. um, But lately, that's kind of how I started off. um, But lately, what I've been doing is a lot of soul blueprints. So, you know, I don't know, maybe two or three years into doing the Akashic Records, my guides were like, okay, now we need you to like add in astrology. And I was like, oh, because, you know, you could study astrology for like 20 years and still not know everything. 
So I was kind of overwhelmed because I'm like, oh my gosh, what, what does this look like? And they were like, don't worry about it. Just learn the basics. Everything else will be intuitive. Right. So now what I do is I mix in the birth chart with the Akashic Records and we kind of come up with a blueprint um, of what your soul wanted to learn in this lifetime. And it's really powerful. Like for, mo- for the most part, we can kind of like, you know, weed through and figure out like what it is you came here to do right. um, and what your purpose is. So yeah, they're fun. I love them. I love, I love to dig deep. Okay, so for maybe some people that are new to the, I don't know, I don't want to say spiritual world, but yes, I would probably say spiritual world. How would you describe what the Akashic Records represent? Yeah, so so for the newbies, like the Akashic Records, they're, um, they're on the etheric realm. All Akashic means is ether. So if you've ever, um, like I think uh, Raymond Moody, Dr. Raymond Moody did the first near-death experience books. And so that's, you know, what they're like, people will, um, you know, they'll have these NDEs and they'll see their guides, they'll travel and see loved ones. Some people see Jesus, Buddha, whatever your religious affiliation is, you'll kind of see these spirits and, you know, you'll kind of have a life review and what they're seeing is the Akashic record. So it's almost like right. it's a ticker tape. That's kind of like the easiest way to say it. It's okay. a ticker tape of like everything that you do, all of your karma, your dharma, um, you know, all your, all of your um, decision making. Like it's it's like um, every second. You know, that's what I always like to tell people because you know free will is a big part of this um, of this universe that we live in, and so it's like you know your. Um, your life isn't like, I think people think a lot of it. It's like, you know, even when we go to the soul blueprint, it's like, okay, my soul decided to do X, Y, Z. And it's like set in stone. It's not, it's a big, you know, big picture. And then the Akashic records kind of records everything at like mm-hmm. a ticker tape. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to divert a little bit here. Have you seen the show, The Good Place? Yes. I love that show. It's so funny. Do you know? Okay. It's so good. Okay. So when you said the ticker tape, mm-hmm. that made me think of The Good Place because on The Good Place, and I don't know if it, if no one that's listening to the show has ever watched The Good Place, it's basically this this fictional, this show about a fictional place about what we think The Good Place or what they think the group of people that lands there thinks that that place is about. They think they're going to The Good Place. Mm-hmm. And so when they brought out the ticker, you know, when they did the ticker tape of everything down to the second of what this, you know, this human does and that, you know, these points are wrong and people are getting cheated and why are we, you know, it made me think of you just talking about that and tying the two together. So it's, yeah, that's what it, that's what I, I, that's what picture I pictured in my mind. So if you've never, so if anyone's listening and you've never watched The Good Place, just watch maybe like two or three shows. You don't have to watch like all seven seasons, but just watch two or three shows and you'll understand what we're talking about. Yeah. So, so that show is so funny. And that's okay, exactly so what it is. That's a, that's a great, yeah, that's a perfect analogy on, on the, the ticker tape thing. So, so once someone has their what does a what does a typical reading look like when you do something with with a client? Mm-hmm. So if we do a soul blueprint, what I'll do is I'll get all of their birth chart information and I'll actually like soul map their chart first. So I'll send them a recording, um, and then it's probably about like thirty to forty five minutes. So they'll listen to that first and get some information. Always have them listen to it twice. And then um, we'll set up another session to do the Akashic Record reading. And so I'll have them come up with a series of questions. And basically what we can do is fill in the blanks. Because during the Akashic session, uh, your guides come through. 
Um, and it just kind of, it's just a nice combination, right? Cause you, at the end of the session, you kind of leave with like your whole blueprints, like, here's what I came to do. Right. I mean, what I always tell people though, too, is like, we all come in with the same mission or we all come in with the same purpose, but we have a different mission, right? The purpose is to wake up to the truth of what we are. Um, but everyone does it in different ways. So I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I think people have powerful experiences, especially people that are, um, you know, in the middle of a transition, like a life transition, whether it be like career, divorce, any of that stuff, it just kind of helps to see it's like, okay, yeah, maybe this little bump in the road, it's like it was there for a purpose, right? right? Maybe my soul set that up for me because I needed to get back on track, you know? Now, when, when they're, when they've done their reading, do they ever say, oh, well, you know, maybe this doesn't sound like, you know, what I thought I was supposed to do, how do you how do you then say to them okay well this is what you know your guides are showing you this is this is my suggestion or do you just leave it open and you say okay well you have the free will to be able to do with this what you want right yeah yeah i mean i think um i mean oddly enough like that's what i love about astrology is that it is so spot on and everyone that i've done a session on they're just like wow how is this chart how is this me you know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. so funny how spot on it is. Yeah. I think some people just aren't ready for it. So, you know, again, it's like people will come to me at different um, stages of the awakening process, you know, like mm-hmm. some people, like one of the things that, you know, um, I do know that I, you know, sometimes it's like during these sessions too, I'll do certain things. I don't even know that I'm doing it. Like, you know, I'm a Reiki master. Mm-hmm. I do shot. I do all kinds. I mean, you know how we we're talking. It's like, I've done all the things. So, Sometimes if somebody is ready to really step into their, their purpose work, and if it's specifically, if it's on the spiritual path, like, um, I'll be able to activate them. Um, so Mm -hmm. it's just like, it's just, um, they're able to step in, you know, but then other people come in and it's like, they're just not ready. And maybe it's like a year later, they'll look back at the recording. They'll go, Oh my God, like I wasn't ready then, but like it almost just dropped the seed, right? Like for, for it to happen like a year later or maybe two years later. Um, right. So yeah, it just, you know, everyone's on their own path. So it just depends where the person is on the journey. Right. Right. And I think that's what, that's what makes what we do so special because it's not like they come to us and we're giving them like this regimented prescription of what they're supposed to do. It's, we're going to offer you up this information and it's up to, it's up to you to decipher what you want to take from that information and utilize it in your day to day. But this is what this is what is being given to you. This is what we're putting in front of you. And take it for what it is, or continue living the life that you're living. So I think that's, that's another, I think that's just another great piece, a great, a great thing about what we do, is that we're just able to give people this uh, you know, kind of like a smorgasbord of stuff. And then they're like, okay, well, yes, I want to do this, but I don't want to do this. But then they may come back and revisit, like you said, and be like, oh, now I understand that. Now I get it. It's all, it's all making sense to me. So that's interesting. Um, now mm-hmm. when, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I was going to see a friend of mine who is a therapist. He's always like, I don't understand. I mean, he went to school for like 10 years and he's like, I don't get like, what exactly are you doing? You know, like, you know, I went to school and I trained for this and, you know, there's a specific way you do therapy for healing. And it's funny, like I was telling him, I'm like, you know, you could be with a client for five, six years and it's like, 
you know, depending on what type of therapy you practice, it's like, you know, you're asking questions and, you know, traditional coaching too. It's like, you're asking questions, getting the client to come to it on their own terms. Like with what I do, it's like, I can pinpoint, you know what I mean? So it's like, because I think, um, you know, the ego blocks all of our stuff out, right? Because it's like, it's just trying to protect us. And so you could spend 10 years in therapy, never get to the root of the problem I could do in one session, I can tell you, your guides come in, they're like, this is your problem. You know what I mean? Like, this is your, these are your blockages. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't know, I feel like that can just, that help if you're ready. Again, if you're ready for it, like that can just like catapult you on the healing process. Right. You know what I mean? Versus like spending 10 years in therapy. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think, and that kind of leads me into, into my next question is that when you, when you are explaining to, when you have to explain to someone what you do, sometimes I think it's, it's difficult because it's not, it's not the norm. It's not the norm when, you know, you're talking about hypnotherapy or you're talking about, you know, um, energy healing work and Reiki people that have not, I guess, immersed themselves in that, in that arena, don't understand the relevance and the significance to that work because maybe society has made it so, you know, Again, I don't like to use these two words, but the woo-woo thing. And they don't understand how it can work. And, you know, when when you say, well, somebody could be in, like you just said, they can be in therapy for 10 years and never really, never really come to a, a a healing space, but then they can come to you and be with you for an hour and they can, you know, heal a specific part of their past and never revisit it again. So that's the beauty of the work. And I think if more people would give it a chance and mm-hmm. understand, be able mm-hmm. to understand that the concept yeah. of the work and the depth of the work, it's so powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, um, you know, it's um, like I said, it's like the ego wants to block all of those things that we, the shadow stuff, we don't want to look at any of our darkness. Right. And I think also with therapy, you know, it depends on who, you know, what, what you practice, but it's like, you know, the goal is to go into everything and feel everything. It's like, we can go into something in like five minutes, two minutes, feel it, release it. You know what I'm saying? Like we can choose to release anything in, you know, in the snap of your fingers. Yes. Yes. And so, yeah, it's like you can heal you can heal in an hour if you want to, right? But I think the key is getting to the root problem. And it's also in what society continues to preach to the population is that, you know, we we need to be, they don't really look at, you know, hypnotherapy and, you know, the work that you do as mainstream. It's not really mainstream. It's, It's more of people who are willing to kind of go out on that edge and they're willing to take that that risk of you know what it, what is this all about? And people would understand it, I guess, in a way that wouldn't be so scary, you know. And and yeah, I think it's 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 shifting a little bit, but I wish that it was a little bit more. It wasn't so difficult, you know, to kind of uh, you know get people to understand. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that is shifting a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I don't know, the other day I was, I was going into free people and like there's crystals and tarot cards. And so I think, you know, it is slowly shifting. Mm -hmm. You can see the age of Aquarius slowly shifting, right? 
Um, and what was I watching the other day? It's kind of the, it was one of the housewives. I can't remember which one, but they were um, they were doing a sound bath. So I think it's trickling in, you know. But you're right. It's like people are still. Um, you know, people are still like confused about what it is healers do or what hypnotherapy is. And, you know, when people ask, well, my husband outs me all the time because my, well, he, all he knows is I come from a line of shaman. So he'll be like, oh yeah, my wife's a shaman. I don't call myself a shaman. Like no shaman calls himself a shaman, but it's just funny because he'll out me. And then people are like, oh, you're a shaman. And I'm like, no, like, so then it's like, I'm always backtracking, trying to be like, okay, what's something like that I can say that they'll understand what it is I do. And usually it's like spiritual coaching or, you know what I mean? Like something, it depends on who I'm with. You know what I mean? I kind of read the room. It depends who it is. Like if it's someone that I know is, you know, open to things, I'll kind of go into more depth, but usually it's like spiritual coach. Cause yeah, nobody knows what the Akashic records are, you know? Right. Right. I mean, the average person doesn't know. I don't think what the Akashic records are and they're, they're not right. Right. I don't know that they would understand. Like if we said, okay, there's, there's different planes that we travel through when we're in meditative states or when we're in trance states. And then they're going to be like, well, wait a second here. Like there's only one plane, but we're like, well, there's actually more than one plane, but we'd have to, but then you have to go into that whole explanation and then it makes you, then it, then you sound completely out of your, you know, out of your suitcase. So I don't know. I think we just have to keep yeah. plugging along. Well, I think one, one of my, my first teachers, one of my first teachers, what, you know, one thing that he always um, emphasized was just meeting people where mm-hmm. they're at. You know what I mean? Cause you're right. It's like, if you start going into different planes and journey and, and like, you know, soul retrieval, they're just like, what are you talking about? It's like, you have to kind of read the room and like meet them where right. they are. You know, because otherwise it's like, well, you just scare them off. Right. And that's not the goal. The goal is not to scare them because we know the the depth of our work and how powerful it can be and the things that it's able to release. And the last thing that I want to do is scare people off from what I do because... I want them to come in. I want them to see. Yeah. I want them to try it because people needlessly suffer and they don't have to. And just that's, you know, that's the message that, you know, I think our, the work that we do, mm-hmm. we're able to maybe, I don't want to say heal, but we're able to help people move through those spaces in their life that they've, they've harbored all of these years and they live by those things and they continue to let their ego and that and the subconscious just run their show. I think all it takes is just a little taste of what you do to to turn people into okay, mm-hmm. this this stuff is yeah. really real. And you don't even have to be like super uh I don't know, granola, whatever you want to call it, what people would say, but I think that you can just even just looking at it from when they tell you, oh, my gosh, this chart is like spot on. How is it so real? Then you just say, look, this is, you know, this is this this is the cosmos. This is this is the, the, the Cosmo code connection here. This is so this is why the blueprint is so powerful is because it is your blueprint. It's you. It's where you were when this when you were born and the stars were in alignment. And the, um, the neutrino, have, yeah. do you, do you put in there, like, um, do they talk about the neutrino stream in your, in your, as far as your, no, your blueprint? I, have, I have a teacher who does, works a lot with the neutrino stream. He does like, um, oh, what's oh human other? design. The one that's super trendy now. It's like, um, HD, um, human design. Yes. Uh-huh. He makes all, yeah, all kinds of stuff. But yeah, no, it's, that's, I mean, 
You know what's funny? It's like when they first were showing me like the blueprint, like why the birth chart is so important mm-hmm. is they were saying it's like, you know, when you're incarnating, you're on the other side with your team, you know, you're figuring out, okay, here's all my lessons. I want to learn X, Y, Z. And so that's why the birth time is so important because they, you almost just wait for all the planets, all the alignments to hit a, a specific snapshot. Mm-hmm. And then you, and then the spirit comes through, right? Comes through the womb. And so that's why it's so important because like, everything's there. You know what I mean? Because we do have to go through the plane of forgetfulness. So you don't remember anything. You know, you have no idea why you're here or that you're a spiritual being. But if you know where to look, all there's all these clues. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. one analogy they always show me is, um, what's the um, Zumanji? Oh, is Jumanji. Jumanji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the, video, the game. Jumanji, yeah, yeah. the video game, uh-huh. right? Where it's like, the game. Yeah. It's, it's literally like a game. And there's just all these clues waiting for you, you know, but most of us don't know where to look. Right. Right. And then we're asleep in the matrix. Right. That's the whole game. It's like, you know, half the battle is waking up. Right. You know, half the battle is figuring out that, wait, like we're spiritual beings having a human experience in this dimension that, you know, maybe it's a it probably doesn't even exist. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe it's a it's a hologram, probably, you know. And, you know, you hear people jokingly talk about that and then you really I mean, at least for me, I know I stop and I think about it. And after seeing, you know, I've seen the matrix and, and all of that. But when you really stop and think about like, what if that's really the deal? And none of it really makes it doesn't really make any um, like it doesn't really matter. I think that it then turns your work into something that is much more, um, attainable and you're not thinking about the the materialistic or the or the the bird's eye view of what you're doing like you're you're looking at it at the heart center of the work that you're producing and you're not really looking at it from how does this relate to the mainstream does that make sense am I saying that am I yeah yeah I feel like like I think that the key is to toggle because you're right. I mean, like, you know, from all the studies I've done, like, I really think this is probably some sort of simulation. You know what I mean? Like our spirits are here. Like, you know, like, again, like these avatars that we put on, right? It's like, you know, right. this, I'm, I'm not really Martha and you're not really Caroline. You know what I mean? These are just avatars we right. put on. And so that's the thing. It's like we still, but we are still like physical, right? Like we're blood and bones. We have a body and all of this, even though it probably isn't real, it's, it is real to us. So you have to toggle right. between the spiritual work, you know, your mission, what you know you're here to do, but then also you still have to do human stuff. You know what I mean? Like I think right. some people in the spiritual community, you can spiritual bypass, right? You can get into that mode where yes. it's like, oh, it's all love and light and I'm just going to, you know, meditate and which is fine. Some people, that's their job just to be the monk on the mountain. But most of us are here to do the work in the human body. Right. You know what I mean? Like. Right. A lot right. of people will talk about ascension. Like we were talking about before, it's like ascension isn't like, you know, where we're all leaving the planet, leaving our bodies. Ascension is like clearing your stuff out, right? Like clearing out the chakras, right. clearing out all the trauma in your cells. And that like clears the mind, right? Like, and that's that's ascension, right? We're probably still all going to be here and maybe just clearing ourselves out a little bit, bringing more light in, you know? But the work right. is here on earth, right? With each right. other. Now... Okay, so the soul that we're going to, I'm going to give a scenario here. So the soul comes here. And are you saying that the soul already knows the lessons that it's going to have to go through 
in order to become the next version of itself or the soul that comes here just essentially comes here, does its mission here, dies off, and then becomes a different soul in the next space in time. Is that right? Yeah, well, you know, your karma and dharma, right? So you, yeah, you have a game plan. I mean, essentially, you have a game plan, right? You come into this life, but again, you have Mm -hmm. free will. So you, I mean, a lot of us, like we have this whole game plan, we get in, we never wake up to the truth, right? And we, and we completely go down like the wrong path. And, you know, then it's like, then you pass on, you go up again. It's like, well, they didn't, didn't catch that lesson. So it's like, you come back and do it again. And people think like, you know, oh, it's like someone forcing us. It's like, no, the soul wants to, that's the whole goal, right? For the soul Mm -hmm. to learn, to like, to, you know, keep going. So, you know, we choose to come back. So that's the thing you can, I mean, all of us, including myself, probably been here so many times where we never woke up. Right. You know what I mean? Never woke up to the truth, never fulfilled our mission. And then you just come back and do it again in a different form. Right. You know what I mean? And maybe, so, and maybe now that we're seeing things in a different light, I think that that's where, you know, we begin to realize the, the point of why we're like the, the work that we're doing becomes that much more real because we're not we're not looking at it from the I guess from the material side we're looking at it now from the inner core out and I think that's the different work that's the different version of the work instead of it just being Mm -hmm. like oh I'm gonna be I want to be you know a spiritual healer Mm -hmm. I think there's different levels of that and when it's when it's more core related I think that's where the shift and that's where the magic really happens is when it's it's at the true core we're not trying to be like this superficial um you know have a tv reality special show and i'm not knocking any tv reality special shows but you know what i'm saying like it's you're going to do the work whether you are on tv or whether you are doing it from wherever and no one knows who you are except for your clients does that make does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I think, you know, for me anyways it's like, you know, you go down the path and, you know, you and I've taken all these like spiritual business courses together and, you know, it's like it's almost just like it tends to follow just the mainstream mm-hmm. marketing narrative but like with a little spiritual twist on it, right? Um, but as, as you progress, you know, you get the farther you go and you realize like, wow, like Mm -hmm. this is my mission. Like, this is what my soul came here to do. It's like, it's just a different perspective. It's not really about, again, it's not, I'm not really Martha. You're not really care. It's not about us. Right. It's like, I love that quote. It's like, we're all here walking each other home. And that's what it is. It's like, once Mm -hmm. you wake up to the reality, you're like, wow, we came here for everybody. It's not just like the people we like, you know what I mean? The people that follow our politics. It's like, it's the whole world. It's every spiritual being on this planet. And you realize like, wow, mm-hmm. I'm here to, to serve a specific subset of people, right? So it just, you said, like you said, it's just, it changes things. It's right. like when you're coming from your core, from your purpose and your mission, it's just everything else, you know, it's just, it just, it's a whole different right. perspective. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. Yeah. And even if I go back to, you know, five, six years ago when we met, it was a different space, yeah. you know, and, and maybe that leads me to my yeah. next, yeah. my next question with you is, were you, did you feel like, do you feel like you've always been spiritual in your life? Or did you just come across like a pivotal moment in your life where you were like, okay, 
now the shaman Martha wakes up and and comes to light or were you always were you were you always the shaman Martha or did that part of you just come out you know I don't know seven years ago six years ago whenever right right well so I mean look I think my soul did sign up for this but you Mm -hmm. know backstory is I do come from a lineage of shamans on my dad's side so my great-grandmother like her I mean all the women in my lineage um, my grandmother they were all Kuandera, so they were shamans. Um, and, you know, on my mom's side, I come from psychic intuitive. So it's been around me. And, you know, I would hear the stories of my grandmothers. Like my great-great-grandmother was, I mean, she did everything. They call them like a um, like a full, like basically a full healer. Quran in, in Spanish means to heal. So it's basically she was a full healer. So she did exorcisms like Akashic Records, Tarot, um, he like psychic healing, um, psychic, all the things and the stories that would be told about her were just wacky. And I'm more like left brain. So I just, it just seemed again, it just seemed out of like, that is not true. You know what I mean? My mind was mm-hmm. like, that stuff is not real. Right. And so fast forward, it just, it took me a while, but you know, I think, um, when it did happen, it, it, I was accelerated. You know what I mean? Like, um, it, I mean, it kind of, for me, it all happened very quickly. It was like, I was sleeping one night, this woman shows up. I saw her with my, normally when I, when I do my sessions, I see, uh, everything that I see with my third eye, not my human eyes, but this, when I first woke up, she, I saw her with my human eyes. She was standing by my bedside and she said, you need to wake up, you're being called. And I was like, you know, it was like half dream state. So I thought it was like, oh, this isn't real. So I went back to sleep and she said it again. I heard her with my human ears. She said, you need to wake up, you're being called to Christ consciousness. And I was like, I didn't even know what that was. I was like, because to me, I thought of Christianity. But, you know, as I progressed, it was like, oh, I get it. Like Christ consciousness is like, it's unity, right? Um, so after that, they just kind of, it, it happens so fast. I mean, it's like fast and slow. I remember going to a Reiki master and my Jaguar came out and all my, like all of my, um, my ancestors and they were like, okay, you're being called. It's like, it's time for you to get on your path. And they said, it's going to be fast and slow. And they were like, at the end of four years, you're going to know what it is. And I was like, four years, like, holy shit. Like how we were saying, it's like, you know, you take one Reiki class and you're like, I'm a Reiki master or like. All these people, you know, it's like, it doesn't happen like that. You've got to go through right. the initiations. you got to do the work. And so, you know, when I say it happened really fast, it, it felt fast and it was, but it was also like, it was four years until I really knew like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm here to do. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But I think what will happen is the soul will, you know, again, like it's, this, this is more, um, you can, you know, see this more in transits which is not something I really right. do, but like that's where the transits come in. Cause it's like the soul will set up these like, you know, little uh, forks in the road where the soul can awaken. Mm-hmm. Right. So, right. yeah. I mean, I think I did my soul sign up for this. Yeah. 100%. But you know, I don't know, 10 years ago, I had no clue. This was what I, it, I, you know, I hear people say something like sometimes people will be like, yeah, I really want to be a shaman or I really want to do X, Y, Z. And I'm like, Oh my God, I was trying not to be a shaman. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want to do any of this stuff. Like it was never, right. I thought it was weird. I mean, again, I think that's why I'm able to communicate with my clients in a way that's like palpable to them because like, I know exactly what they think. It's like, I thought this stuff was weird until I had my own subjective experience with it. I didn't Mm -hmm. really believe it. You know what I'm saying? So I tend to attract a more left brain client. So, well, I think it helps. I think it helps to be relatable. I think it helps that you, that you're not just on this, you know, ethereal plane. 
and you've actually just, you've been here, you've done the human work, you've done the spiritual work, and now you're kind of melding the two, but you also understand why people would think that it's kind of out there because you kind of felt like it was out there. And I think that's where the beauty is, is that we're able to see both sides and we're able to understand their, their maybe beginnings of, um, not able to relate. And that makes us more relatable. This message is brought to you by your brain for the next 60 seconds. Your brain is asking you to take a brain break. So as long as you aren't driving, sit back, close your eyes, listen to the music, let your thoughts go, and enjoy your brain break. Brought to you by Your Brain. Yeah, we have to bridge it with people, you know, because, yeah, first, like how we were saying, it's like for us, like, oh, we've been on this path for so long that we're like, oh, everybody knows what chakras are. Everybody knows what the etheric realm is. Everybody knows, you know, X, Y, Z. But there are a lot of people who still they're just they're newbies. They still don't know what the chakra system is. So you have to bridge it with them. You can't just come out and be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I was traveling with my spirit animal on, you know, people are like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? It's like. I don't know. You just can't, you yeah, know, no, you can't do no, that. You can't because I think it, it doesn't, I mean, unless they know you, like, I think some of my friends that, that do know me and, you know, I think that they'll, when I go into my, you know, my, my spiritual talk or whatever you want, my crystal stuff or my healing stuff. And they, you know, they listen and now they know, and they know enough yeah. of me to know that I'm not, I haven't lost myself. Like I haven't yeah. lost my mind. So that's, that's good. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know the people that you can talk to about it. Exactly. And you're one of them. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so let's say I I go through my session with you and then I say to you, well, how is there a way that I can stay connected to my do I have to keep coming back to you for, you know, my spiritual guidance or my guides or now that I've connected with them, are they going to be more apt to know to find me or send me messages or how does that work? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny. I like my friend and I were just joking. He does medical Qigong and it's like, we're always, the goal is always to like have our clients like leave us. You know what I mean? Cause you, what the, the hope is it's like, I want to give you the tools so that you can go and do this on your right. own. Cause I'm not special. Exactly. None of us are, you know, it's like we all, like one of my pet peeves is like when people are like, oh, empaths are like X, Y, Z. We're all wired to be empaths. We're all wired for all these gifts. It's just that we're shut right. down from them. So, I mean, my goal mm-hmm. is to, you know, give them the tools so that they can, you know, go and do it on their own. You know, the thing is, because my husband's always like, right. why do people keep coming back to you? I'm like, well, because the thing is, is like you can give people all the tools, but you know, until, okay, until you do the internal right. work, you can't really get to those other dimensions. Do you know what I mean? You know, someone was like asking me like, oh, can anyone just tap into the records? Right. And 100%, anyone can tap into the records. It's just that 
you need to do the shadow work and the ego work first. You got to clear out the gunk, you know what I mean, before you can tap into those higher realms. So that's, that's the rub is that's why people are like, well, I did all the things and I can't connect. It's like, you know, it's cause you got to dig in and do the, you know, the work that like how we were saying, it's like the tower card. Like, you know, people think the spiritual awakening is like yoga and retreats and sacred space and all that stuff. And really it's the tower card. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, you want to awaken spiritually? Like your whole life is going to be destroyed, you know, and then it's going to rebuild. And that's not sexy. That, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Right. Well, I think it's it's also like when they when they do um, when they do like a forest yeah. uh, a prescribed yeah. burn for the forest, right? They burn it down in order to create yeah. rebirth, to in order to create new growth. And I think not that we're saying that we have to burn everything down, but I think we have to burn yeah pieces internally from us that have kept us raging for a better, I don't know, a better word, but, you know, it's, it's, I think by us clearing that away, you know, burning that off. And I think to some degree, you know, when they talk in yoga, where we're, we do certain poses, and we're, um, you know, they, they throw the word top us around, and we're burning off what no longer serves us and and that kind of thing. I think that that has truth to it. I get it. But the yoga, you know, like, like I've, I've told so many of my clients is that the yoga and the healthy eating and the water and the the supplements that you take and the celery juice that you drink and the spin the Peloton bike and all of these things that you do and your affirmations are not going to do anything for you unless you have the right mindset, unless you start clearing out all of that goo that you have collected mm-hmm. over the years it's not, you're going to keep going back to that stuff. It's going to keep you stuck unless you clear it out. And that's what helps make the work work. But people, it's hard to understand. Yeah. Well, well, those are just tools. Yeah. I mean, I think, well, you know, okay. Like I always feel like um, all those things, like, you know, like you said, the yoga, the eating healthy, all that stuff, like those are all physical things. And those are great. Those are like the gateway drugs. You know what I mean? Like that's like, those are the gateway drugs Mm -hmm. and you need them on the journey, right? Like you need them on the journey. There's this, there's this funny uh, meme and it's like, um, the spiritual uh, starter pack and it's like yoga, sound baths. Have you seen that one? Like, um, all the things. And at the end it's like, it's like the, the master level and it's just someone with like a cigarette and a cup of coffee. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) cause that's totally what it is. You know what I mean? Exactly. The longer you go, you realize like, oh my God, like all these tools are fun. And don't get me wrong. I love all my crystals and my tro and all that stuff. But it's like everything you right. need is in the heart space. Like, you know, everything you need. If all that stuff goes away, like what do you have? Right. You have yourself, right? You have your soul, which is in the heart space. And that's, that's what okay, it is. So now that you've brought you know? that up, what is your take on the ego? Because I hear, you know, you hear all these people, well, you need the ego, and then you don't need the ego. And then you, you know, there's certain parts of the ego that you want to keep. And I'm like, but, you know, I no, the ego doesn't come in like, you know, it's it's not a puzzle. Like the ego is not a puzzle, I don't think. So what is your what is your take on the ego? Yeah. yeah. So my take on the ego is, you know, we do need and like how we were talking, it's like, our avatars, right? Like the ego is kind of like, it's a part of your avatar. And so, you know, the ego's role is just to 
keep you safe. That's all, that's all the, its role is, right? Um, so which is why it blocks all the stuff that, you know, you should be looking at all your shadow, all your darkness. It blocks right. it. It's like, that's its job. It's not, it has no other agenda besides keeping you safe. Right. So, but the, on the flip side is like, you know, yeah, everyone says, oh, transcend the ego. But, you know, if you don't have an ego, then you're not Carolyn. I'm not Martha. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you kind of need an ego to be on the third dimension. So, right. you know, it's like when people tell me like, oh, I've ascended out, I have ascended out of 3D. Now I'm in, I'm only in 5D. I've ascended my ego. It's like, well, why, why do I still see you then? Why are you still <laughs> sitting in front of me? Cause, right. Cause if you don't, if you don't have an ego, you know, you wouldn't be here. Like, right. so I mean, I don't know. I think, you know, going back to like how we we're talking about the, the, in doing the inner work, when you actually dig in and work on the inner child, yeah. you know, the ego shifts. That's the thing. It's right. like, you know, it's a process. It does shift, but it's like, you know, the ego is what kind of gives you preferences. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think it's a balance. That, that's my perspective anyway. That's what I've been taught. Um, and in shamanism, it, it, it's a balance, right? It's like um, you're not going to transcend anything. I mean, maybe, you know, yeah, maybe if you're in, you know, you transcend off the earth and you're in 7D, maybe you don't have an ego. I don't really know, you know, mm-hmm. but in the third dimension, it's just part of it, you know? Um, right. So I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I think what I've what I've witnessed with, you know, the the hypnotherapy work that I that I've done, it's that the ego just ends up. I think the ego keeps us from from doing things that maybe we shouldn't do, and that's that's a good thing, okay. But if people are not more yeah. aware of what they're 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 meant to do right or they let's say they want to have a healthier lifestyle you know they want to eat better okay I'm going to use that as the example and they want to exercise more I think what what often happens is is that the ego starts to kick in and say oh well you know what this is really hard and you shouldn't be doing this and this is not you know you're going to get hurt on the peloton and you're going to get hurt in hot yoga and you're going to go pull a muscle if you go run and and that, you know, that celery juice that you're drinking, oh, it's really bad. You don't want to do that. And so they start listening to those, the voice in their head, and it keeps them from, they're not, I guess they're not aware to not listen to that or to fall prey to that. And then they think that it's just real. Like they think that, oh, well, you're right. You know what? I probably shouldn't be doing this because I'm mm-hmm. sore and, and it's too hard. It's really hard. And I don't want to all of these things start to kick in. And I think that's what really starts to limit people and their growth and their, um, and their progress. And if it's just in teaching them in meditation to just quiet the mind and the mind is going to talk to you. Like, and I say, and I say to them, look, when you're sitting in meditation, if you can just sit there, you're still going to have those thoughts coming by like race cars. And that's normal. It's not, you know, we're not going to, we don't have to go to a cave in Tibet to meditate and to get these unbelievable messages coming through. And I think, you know, well, we'll move on to Egypt, but, you know, I think that if they could just get themselves to understand that, they wouldn't fight themselves on the progress that they're making or give themselves a little bit more credit when they're trying to make that progress and not listen to the, you know, that the rhetoric in their head of you know this is too hard and I can't do this and again it probably goes back to the inner child and they don't even realize it you know it's all that programming that happened when they were little Mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah. Well, knowing your triggers. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think the key is like understanding your triggers, right? Like, and discernment. I think discernment is like, uh, it's like one thing that like my guides always push is discernment, discernment, discernment. Um, Because, you know, yeah, you need to be able to go, okay, is this just my ego? Like, you know what I mean? Trying to self-sabotage, you know, and you have, it's like, that's, that's kind of like the, the relationship you have to have with the ego. Cause like I said, I don't think it's really no. going anywhere and I don't think it's meant to, but you, I mean, you're meant to be in charge. That's the thing. Like take control, right? Like the, take control of the ego. Like you are, you, you're in charge, you know, your higher self. That's why you said it. Like you said with meditation, it's so important to commune with your higher self on a regular basis so that you're in charge right? versus, you know, your personality right. self, your ego. Right. Your avatar. Like it's like it's in charge, like, you know. Right. But crazy I but thoughts then you, all the time. But then you get into true. having to retrain people into into understanding the concept behind meditation, because I think society has brought in the meditation as, you know, yeah. the monks meditate and they go and they sit in the mountains for and they sit and they meditate for 12 hours. And people are like, well, I can't do that. Or the minute I sit down and I try to meditate I have all these thoughts running through my head. And I'm like, well, that's perfectly normal. But unless someone's telling them that they think that they're doing it wrong, and then they quit. And they don't stick around to see the longer, you know, they don't stick around to see the result of them sitting in the quiet, and, and being able to tune into their higher self. And I think that's what it all comes back to is, is fostering that inner awareness of who we are, so that when the ego does try to overpower what it's trying to get you to do, mm-hmm. you're able to be strong enough to recognize that and step in as the wise self and say, okay, this is not my path. This is my path. This is where I need to go. But it's the discernment, like you said, of even being open to that willingness yeah. of this is way, yeah. you know, this is what I want to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's meditation is not easy, number one. Right. True. And I love how people are like, I'm doing it wrong. There's no way to do it wrong. There's so many no. different modalities. Of, I think when I first started, I trained under TM. And I, I loved it for, it was just great to help me like be on track. Mm-hmm. But I don't do it anymore. It's like I don't need it. But there's no wrong way to do it. Right. You know, it's just communing with your higher self. That's all right. it is. But, you know, in this world that we live in with like TikTok and social media, and it's just like, it's just so hard for people to like, you know, slow down those brain right. waves. I mean, that's all you're doing. You're slowing down the brain waves. But it's like when we're overstimulated, it's like mm-hmm. it's almost impossible yeah. half the time, yeah. you know? I think you're right. It's the overstimulation and it's everybody wants everything yesterday. And when it doesn't happen fast enough, they're yeah. like, oh, well, this isn't working. Yeah. You know, they expect to like go to the gym one day or get on the Peloton or go to one yoga class and then their life is like changed. And that's not reality. And it's, it's just, yeah, we're doing the five, like we said, the the (laughs) 555. I'm just going to write 555 and I'm going to lose 20 pounds. And then, you know, it's like, it's going to manifest, but I'm just going to sit on my couch and not do anything. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. Speaking of that, the manifesting, what do you think? What's your take on the manifesting side? Because I think today, well, not necessarily just today, but in general, like everybody is on this manifestation um, thing. And like you just mentioned, the 555, that's how I segued into this. But do you think that it's just kind of gotten out of hand? I mean, I know The Secret came out, I don't know how many years ago. Do you think that it's 
it's it's not like a reality for people or do you think people are just taking it to a whole different level of manifestation yeah so like um you know it's really trendy right now like you said the secret and then the abraham hicks stuff and you know on tiktok of course everything's so quick right so we're like oh like i think the 555 came up on someone that was like yeah well in a way it does you know you're just retraining your subconscious mind right but the thing is is you might get something Uh quick and easy but you know if you're not changing the underlying beliefs behind you know the subconscious mind it's like it's nothing's really going to happen you know what i mean um, and yeah, it's like, I think right. you can manifest, I mean, I don't know, you see people like manifesting all kinds of crazy shit, you know what I mean? But it's like, you know, the key with, for, from my perspective anyway, is to, you know, really, um, connect with the soul and it's like, and, and really ask yourself, like, what is it that's in my highest good? Because that's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can, I mean, the mind is a powerful thing. You can force things, right? You can force anything. I mean, but it's like you want to be, um, it's cohesion. I think that's what it is. For me, the manifestation is cohesion, um, like always manifesting for the highest good of all, not just yourself, right? That's where we get flipped up too. Right. It's it's, oh, I want this car and this mansion and this Chanel bag and all these things. And it's like, is that for the highest good of everybody? You know? So when things mm-hmm. don't happen and then people are like, well, I did all the spells, you know, like I did all the things, I wrote it out 55,000 times, it didn't happen. It's like, well, because your belief system, right? It's still flawed. It's like exactly. your belief system is like, I don't I don't deserve this. I'm not like capable of having whatever it is I want. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah, I think for me, honestly, and I hate, 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 I used to hate this term. It all goes back to your inner child stuff. It's like, you gotta yep. go back and, and get to the root of it. It's like, you know, naturopathic medicine versus, you know, uh, Western medicine. It's like, you got to get to the root. Right. You can slap the Band-Aid on it, but it's like right. until you know where it comes from, it's like nothing's really going to change, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I completely agree with that. And and I think that's that's part of the hypnotherapy work is that you're getting to the root. Like you're understanding yeah. from the root what the issue is. And the reason that you're able to get there is because when we have the subconscious part of you talking and giving you the answers that's the part that you cannot access in just your everyday day-to-day life so by being able to get to the subconscious you're able to pull these these pieces of information out and you're basically just giving yourself the answer of what you need to be doing and you're able to go back into those spaces into the inner child area and you're able to work on and and release those those places where you had you know traumatic you know for whatever whatever it could be i mean it, it trauma can be basically anywhere but you know that's that's how you do it and it's it's crazy how it it mm-hmm. always goes back to the mindset it goes back to inner child work um and a lot of just the subconscious programming and those are things that people are not, again, it's the, yeah. it's the dark and grimy stuff that people don't want to, you know, it's like opening up your car hood and you want to clean the outside yeah. of your car, right? You want to make it all shiny and pretty. But if we don't take care of what's underneath the hood of the car, you don't yeah. change the oil, yeah. you don't take care of the transmission, you don't take care of your brakes, all of those things internally, what starts to happen? Gunk build up, all of these things. 
yeah. the brain is no di- the the body or the the spiritual mechanics mm-hmm. of the body are really no different. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like zero to seven, right? It's like that's the emotional body. And so by the time you, you know, you're seven years old, mm-hmm. all the stuff that you heard from your parents, your social agents, teachers, all that stuff, it's like it's embedded in your cell structure. Right. Right. So it's like, yeah. And, and the emotional mm-hmm. body is the subconscious mind. Right. So you're right. It's like until you go right. in and like clear that gunk out, it's like you can do all the five, five, fives you want, like, you know, do all the manifestation. And it's like you're not really going to get what it is you truly want. I mean, you can do material stuff. That's the thing. It's like you can get material stuff easy. Anyone can. Are you really communing with your soul? Right. Are you really like doing what your soul came here to do? Right. Because it's like at the end of the day, all this stuff, it's great. It's like, I mean, I like my material stuff, too. But it's like we didn't come here to do that stuff. Like we came here to fulfill our soul mission and learn our lessons. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. anything else, is everything else is just gravy. All that other stuff is just like it's just bonus. You know, if you're not doing what your soul came here to do, like, why are you even here? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, what's the that's my perspective. Anyways, I'm just the personality type. It's like. If I'm here to do something, let's just let's just do this shit, you know? Like, let's just do it. Like, otherwise, what's the point? Right. And I think that that takes, it takes, though, it takes a lot of standing up for what you believe in and and how much you're willing, like, how far you're willing to go to believe in what you believe to continue to do the things that you're doing. Because, again, we're not mainstream. We're not here. We're not selling t-shirts and 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 yeah. beach bags yeah. that would be easy mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. like we could come up with some really cute shirts <laughs> and some beach bags <laughs> and we could have a great little business <laughs> we could sell them to all the celebrities yep. yep and we'd have the tower card on them <laughs> and how to not do the tower yes yeah. put it on a shirt and a beach bag <laughs> oh my gosh i love it okay love it. so I want to I want to make sure that we we talk about the Egypt thing because, girlfriend, the day that you sent me the picture of you telling me that you were going to Egypt, I was like, oh my gosh! And then you like kicked it up a notch when you said you were like, oh, what did you say? I was like, oh my gosh, have fun! You were you know it's like you were in first class on you know the air the airplane, and then you were like, oh yeah, and by the way. We're going to be meditating in the the king's chambers tomorrow for the full moon. And I was like, <laughs> what? I went to my husband and I, and I said to him, like, okay, Martha just told me this and I seriously don't know how to process it. So I'm going to stand here and I'm just going to tell you what she said. And then I want you to just tell me how I'm supposed to react because I don't really know what to do. I'm just completely like dumbfounded. I'm like, I can't even imagine. Like in the king's chambers meditating under the pyramids i can only like i go back into like egypt time and i'm thinking oh my gosh they have the you know that everything is the pyramids are built a certain way and the moonlight comes in and then this charges this and then i'm thinking you know raiders of the lost ark and okay but anyway i wanted you to tell me a little bit about the energy in egypt because i am completely fascinated so please here we go yes yes so egypt was I mean, the entire, like all of the land around the pyramids and all the temples, it's just like, it's, you know, when you can feel energy, it's juiced Mm -hmm. up. That's the only way I can really explain it is that there's just so much energy there. I mean, think about like thousands and thousands of years of these people doing prayer and ritual and magic. You know what I mean? 
Um, it's funny though, because like, like I told you, I went in there thinking like, Ooh, my spirit guides are going to come out and I mean, it's going to be this like amazing experience. You know what I mean? And it was like, it just wasn't that like, you know, we have these expectations Mm -hmm. on things and it was magical. Like, it's not that it wasn't magical. It's just that like, there was a lot of, um, like trauma that was coming up to be cleared, like in the King's chamber. So we, we rented out that, so you can rent out the great pyramid. So you can either go from 5am to seven or 5pm to 7pm when all the tourists leave and you have free reign of the great pyramid all to yourself. So we were like, okay, we have two hours. It was amazing. We went into the King's chamber and it's dark because we went from five to seven and we just meditated for two hours. And you know, I, I remember bits and pieces of it. Like some of my guides came in. I feel like what happened to me there was like, I was having um, like a healing on like probably the etheric mm-hmm. realm. You yeah. know what I mean? But it was a lot of shadow stuff. Like it was like, again, like I, I you know, it's like, I want all the fluffy things like, Oh, you know what I mean? Tell me all the good things. It was like a lot of shadow stuff, like, like pointing out to me, like, okay, this is the stuff you need to look at to mm. move forward. You know what I mean? This is what's blocking you. It's like, you want to elevate, but it's like before you can help your clients elevate, like you have to keep doing the work on yourself and clear your stuff out. And it's like, okay, like that again, like that's yeah. not the sexy stuff. That's not what I wanted. But like, you know, and the main message that kept coming through was that like the work is here in your day to day work with your your people, right? Like mm-hmm. we're all mirrors to one another. And it's like, it's not the sexy fun stuff, like, you know, the pyramids and the sound baths and the yoga and all that stuff. It's like, it's like, can you be um, in relationship with people? And when you get triggered, can you regroup, right. right? Can you look at that person and go, okay, you're triggering me, but why? Is it because like, there's something about what they said that is something that I don't like about myself? Or do they remind me of someone? You know what I mean? So right. that is the real work, mm-hmm. right? But coming back to, I wanted to tell you, we did go into this, um, I don't remember what temple it was, but these sacred places that you can get into and there was this Sekhmet um, uh, temple and it was like a room where all the priests would um, would go in there and they would do ritual and magic and prayer and you could pay off the guards to get in there so we get in there and it's this huge onyx like statue of Sekhmet and um, you go in and the guards like they they like push you in your heads against the statue and they like thrust these crystals in your hands oh my gosh. It's, it's amazing and they're chanting they're doing like ritual and prayer around you and um the one thing that she did come through, and this is, I have to, I, I wrote it down because it was so pro, I mean, it's so simple, but so profound. She said, um, your perspective creates the narrative for your soul. Right. And it's like, that's mm. what it is. It's like, okay, yeah, something's everything we're just talking about. Your perspective creates the narrative for your soul. And I was like, oh I like that. yeah, I like that down. yeah, no, it's like, it's so simple, but profound. And that was all she said to me. Um, and yeah, it's like, that's what stuck with me. It's like, yeah, that's what it is. It's like, you know, it's not all the fun spiritual stuff you do. That's just, that's just the fun stuff. It's like, it's like, what do you tell right. yourself on a daily basis? Right. Do you love yourself? Right. right? Um, do you take yep. care of your inner child? That, that's, yep. that's the work, you know, that that's the true work. But yeah, you have to go to Egypt. Egypt is like, yeah. it's just mind boggling too. When you go to these like temples and it, they're huge they're massive it's like how did they build those with no technology you know it's just it's mind-boggling that's the crazy thing and and you know when I when I was a teacher that was like one of my favorite favorite subjects when I taught world history to my yeah. sixth graders I loved Egypt like hands down Egypt and Mesopotamia were my favorites and it just mind-boggling yeah 
that they had all of this technology. They were using crystals. Cleopatra creates um, mascara. Mm -hmm. I mean, just all of these things, the oils, the rituals, the it just and it's so ancient. And when people wonder why we use you know, why do we use, you know, essential oils? Why do we use crystals? Why are there? This is why, because we've been using them for thousands of years. This is nothing new. It's nothing that, you know, we created yesterday. And there's validity Mm -hmm. to it. But it needs to be done properly. It's not just, you know, put a crystal on your head, and then we're all good to go. It's it's a little bit deeper than that. But I think that it was probably just an amazing experience. And, and, uh, I'm glad that at least you were able to, you know, give me a little bit of the (laughs) the tour of the kings. Oh, my gosh. You know what the other weird thing about the king's chamber is when, um, like, I would go in and out. Like I said, I feel like I was getting this healing, like, you know, on this other, Uh like, realm. But I would come in and out, and I would remember things. But, like, that whole – they were showing me how that chamber was used. They would do some, like, sex magic. There was like all these couples. It was it was so. I mean, again, going back to the essential oils and like there were all these couples and there was like candles around and they were doing some sort of ritual with mm. sex magic. Um, so I mean, I don't know. Maybe I it was like a fertility thing. Used for lots of yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's been. what I don't it was. Know. Who knows? Yeah. They. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Like, yeah. yeah. That's that's crazy. But I can only like. Yeah. I think of all the places. I mean, I'm sure there's other. Oh, that's why. That's remember I was asking you earlier like best energy. Now I trigger bingo. So I know you've been to Sedona and I missed that trip with you. But anyway, thinking that you know there's there's all of these energy vortexes on the planet, and I'm sure that Egypt is probably hands down probably one of the most powerful ones. And I think you said Sedona was Mm -hmm. pretty was pretty powerful, right? With the energy, the energy there. Yeah. I think so. The thing with Sedona, I think Sedona has the um, uh, the highest concentration of mm. um, vortexes in the world. I think that's the deal with Sedona. Um, yeah, Sedona is yeah. is crazy I, I too. Need to... It's it's. But you know what? Go weird ahead. Is like, no, no, and I need to been? go. Have you been to Sedona? Oh my gosh! You gotta, yes. Next time we go, you got to go. It's just yeah. It's just the beauty. Well, the sand, I mean, everything, you know, but it is funny about Sedona is like, and they do say this, the different vortexes, they have different feelings. Like, you know, um, one of them is masculine, one's feminine. Um, And depending on, for me anyways, like depending on which one I'm at, it'll bring up different like emotions or different Mm -hmm. things to clear out, you know? Mm. Um, So yeah, it's always interesting. Like, I wonder what back in the day, what, what did that land look like? You know, who was living there? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it would be yeah. interesting. Like if we did a retreat in Sedona or we did a retreat in like a space, I am dying to go to Utah to, um, oh my gosh, what's the name oh, of that place? Yeah. The salt flats. The, um, the, the salt flats? Yes. In this, in the flats. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. So yeah. Yeah. One of those places, I don't know, to do a retreat and to almost be able to curate like what you're talking about, like tap into the the essences of the energies and then use the essences of those energies to do the work at the in the retreat you know like based on the energy that's there use that as part of the catalyst for whatever is going to transpire during the retreat time as a as an energy kind of like as an energy guide um obviously you go with a set 
you know, with a set um, routine or whatever it is that we would be doing. But I mean, I think it would be so cool to be able to, you know, move into those energies and really use them for healing purposes. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. And if anyone uh, is planning on going to Sedona, there's this amazing shaman. Um, his name's Rahelio, and he's got a sweat lodge that he, so he'll take you on this like tour where he'll do uh-huh. like energy work on you. Um, he'll take you on a vortex tour. And then he's got this amazing sweat lodge in his backyard, wow, which that's, is, that's, it's that's very wild. Cool. Um, yeah. Rahelio's super tours. Yeah. Yeah. And Egypt too. So I, I found two guides in Egypt. Um, that I mean, next time mm. I go to Egypt, I want to take a group of people because I know. I mean, the tour we went on was great. It was, right. um, but it was just more of a tourist tour. But we found this guide. Him and his, um, his girlfriend do. Um, they can curate. So it's like if you want to do mm-hmm. like a spiritual tour of everything, it's like you just tell them what you want to do, and they set everything up, and then you just wow. show up with your people and do your retreat. So yeah, that's definitely on my bucket that's, list for that's sure. That's pretty cool. Totally cool. I I would be totally down for that. Like I'm so years ago, well, years ago, back when I was in high school, I went and I did high school in Israel. And I was in Israel for two and a half months doing high school. We did school. And then we also went and toured Mm -hmm. like all of the religious areas all over Israel. And we had the opportunity to go and do a weekend trip to Egypt. And I never took the, the I'd never took the trip. Can you imagine? I know, right? Anyway, that just means we have to go and do a retreat there. No, no. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah it's in the cards. Oh, and that leading sure, me to that sure. next yeah. thing is... Yeah, it's in, in the cards. Um, what, do, what, what do you think is next on your bucket list? Because I think your Egypt, your Egypt trip is your bucket list, right? On a bucket list? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Well, Israel is definitely on that list. Um, You know, I think it's funny for me, like with my business, I really like Mm -hmm. to dig deep with people. I love the one to one stuff because I just like, Mm -hmm. I'm just, I love it. Like I love going deep with people, but you know, my guides have been pushing me to kind of expand more and do more group work and, and classes. And I'm always like, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things where you like drag your heels, you know, but again, it's like, sometimes you got to step out of your comfort zone, you know, and even though like you like to do things a certain way, it's like, I want to be able to reach more people, you know, and I know that the only way to do that is to expand. So I'm just, that's on my list. You know, I got to just, I got to get to it. It's like, even though I do love the one-to-one stuff, it's like, yeah, if you want to help more people, right, you have to, you have to expand. Wow. True. That, that is true. Yeah. And retreats like after, I mean, yeah, yeah. But after being in Egypt, I'm like, oh, I could totally do a retreat. Um, you know, I mean, I, I know Sedona like the back of my hand. So it's yeah. like, that's a no brainer. Um, and then now I've got this guide in Egypt. And yeah, it kind of just gave me the travel bug. I mean, even though everything's crazy right now, like I'm hoping things kind of get back to some yeah. sort of normal. Thing, no, I think you know? that would be really, really cool. I think you could yeah. do a lot with a, a retreat like that. You could do a whole lot with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And let's see what else. Um, Two more things, a daily ritual. Do you have a daily ritual? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think sometimes we think it has to be this big, like, you know, production and really like you can do it in like five minutes. You can do it for me. I mean, here's Mm -hmm. one thing that I always do with my clients is, you know, connecting into the earth, you know, connecting into the earth, coming up the chakra system, 
stopping in the heart space um, and then you know going back mm-hmm. up the chakra system, connecting into source, bringing it back down and just commingling those two energies in the heart space, um, usually with like a, mm-hmm. um, an infinity loop. You know what I mean? Um, that's something quick and easy that you can do. And it just grounds you and it brings in that energy. And again, like where you commune with the, the higher self is the heart space, right? And it's something so simple. Mm-hmm. Anybody can do it. Um, I mean, I don't know. That That's my first thing. Because I know sometimes for med- with meditation, it's hard for people, you know? Like, especially, if, like, I'm a Gemini yeah. son, so I get it. Like, my mind is, like, out there. So sometimes it's just that's really hard. Right. So, you know, it's like baby steps. Like, you don't have to, you know, it's like, like you said, people want to go from, like, zero to 100 in, like, one day. And it's like, you've got to just take it easy. You know what I mean? Like be easy on yourself. Like it's going to take some time to chip away some of that stuff. And, you know, it's just for me grounding. that's a big thing. I think a lot of people are walking around ungrounded, you know? Um, Mm. So it's just something simple. It's like, you know, like we're all just tied to our phones and like um, technology and all that stuff. It's like getting out into nature, like just, you know, taking a break, not being on your phone, you know, like, I don't know. And especially right. in the first thing in the morning, I think that's one thing that I've really tried to keep incorporating is like, when I get up, it's like, don't automatically get on your phone and get on social media. You know what I mean? Just taking some time right. to just, breathe. Right. um, you know, it's little, it's little, it's little cause I think that yeah. sets the tone. Yeah. 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 It sets the tone for the day. Right. It's just, it's little things, but mm-hmm. you know, going back to the law of attraction, it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, focusing on what you do when you first wake up and then what you do when you go to bed, because whatever thoughts that you're, you know, you Mm -hmm. go to bed with, I mean, that's huge. That can affect your dreams where you travel in the astral realm, you know what I mean? And then it's like, then you wake up the next day and then you're on social media, like, uh, you know, it's like, that's just that cycle, that bad loop that we all get on, you know? Right. No, that's good. I really like that. I like that visualization of the grounding and then bringing it, up and then bringing it back in and then kind of like looping it. I really like that. I'm going to do that tonight yeah. before I go to bed. Well, and the other thing it does is it's like that loop kind of loops the left and right brain hemispheres, you know, the masculine and feminine. So it's like, mm. it's just, that's, okay. cause that's the thing you want to be in balance. Like some of us are like too right. far left and some are too far right. Right. But it's like the goal is like, you want to be in the middle. Cause that's when you're going to be at your best, you know? Right. Cause we still have to live That's here. so cool. You know, it's like, it's like no matter no matter how much you think you know, mm-hmm. like even just that little meditation, and I've done like a gazillion grounding activities. I mean, I do it in my own meditation. I do it with my clients. I do it in my yoga. And it's like that little meditate, that little thing, mm-hmm. I would have never thought to combine the two. And yeah, yeah. so it's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. That was awesome. Yeah. I, that was We great. always learn from each other. It's like my friends always like, why do you still go to all yeah. this stuff? And I'm like, because I, I have so much to learn, even though I know I know some things like yeah. I'm so open to learning from other people. And I also I don't know everything. I mean, none of us. do, Right. I just right. feel like for me right. having I want to yeah. always have that beginner's mindset. You know what I mean? And just be open to new things because. Mm-hmm. I do think sometimes on the path we can get into that space where it's like we get so, you know, it's like, oh, I know what I'm doing. My way, this is my way. This is how it all works. And it's like, we just have to be open to like many right. different ways, right? Many different truths. Um, cause yeah, because mm. then you miss out. Because then you're like, if you're closed-minded, you're like, oh, I already know all this. You know, sometimes we miss those little right. nuggets that we can learn from each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I also think that to some degree, it, it, it keeps you humble. Mm-hmm. Like it keeps you grounded to the point where you're just you know, you don't go into a training thinking, oh, well, I already know this, I have nothing to learn. 
no, you do have things to learn or else you wouldn't be sitting there because you chose to be there. Mm -hmm. Yep. So there is something there for you to learn. Mm -hmm. You just have to, again, go internally, quiet yourself and let yourself absorb what you need to absorb. may not be the whole thing that you need to learn, but there's something there that you need to pick up and learn. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, and the other thing I, I thought about the other day when, you know, I don't know, there was some conversation that I was keeping up with online and it was, they were like, oh, well, this is, there's just too much and there's just too many things to do to have to be healthy and there's too many this and that and I have to work out and I have to eat healthy. And I looked up just out of curiosity, like what happens when you mm, consume the correct amount of water? Martha, it was like mm-hmm. a laundry list of things. So legit, if you just drink water, you would be benefiting like mm-hmm. 15 different things inside your body. Yeah. Yeah. And when the brain is happy and the brain is hydrated, you think better. Yeah. And when you think better, mm-hmm. you make better choices, you make better decisions, you have more. Do yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it just and that's just drinking water. So, right. Yeah. Simple. Well, I think we think it has to be this grandiose, mm-hmm. you know, these grandiose, yeah. um, you know, actions, but yep. really it's, it's simple. Yep. It's really, really simple. It's getting back down to basics. Building right? the tower again. But this time the tower is much bigger. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, we're going to build. Yeah, we're going to let the tower crumble. And we're going to (laughs) build. We have Rapunzel's tower that's crumbled. And now we're going to build the castle. So I think that I think I've kept you like forever here, my friend, but it's been such a beautiful conversation. And my one last question is, give me one lesson that you've learned that has truly made a difference for you. And if you could impart wisdom, what would it be on that lesson learned? Lesson learned. I think just exactly what we were saying before is like, you know, keep an open mind and always have a beginner's perspective, right? Because Mm -hmm. um, like you said, that keeps you humble. Um, When you're on this path, you know, you'll come across so many different modalities and so many, so much different information. And, you know, I think just, understanding that like you don't know everything you know and Mm -hmm. I still tell people that all the time it's like you know I I don't know everything I know some things but you know I'm so open I'm I'm here to learn and I'm gonna probably learn till the day I die you know so just always you know being a beginner always have a beginner's mindset yeah yeah that's good I think that's that's great that's great wisdom well I think we've covered a lot here and of course, we'll have to do so like, fun. like a follow up, you know, we have, we'll, we'll do a follow up podcast at some point. But yeah, this has been awesome. Oh, no problem. No problem. I figured that yeah, we would have sure. a lot to talk about. And I think I was I was right. I think we did have a lot to talk about. I guess that's it. I will make sure to put in the um, in the show notes, the shaman that you're recommending in uh, Sedona, and also the Egypt information. And then, um, and then if there's anything else that we feel like we should put in the, you know, I'll put on the the pod page. So anybody listening, there's a pod page that's going to be set up. um, That's going to have all of Martha's information, her Instagram, her contact information, her email, all of that. And then we'll also put in there the, 
names of some of the things that she um, talked about and a place for uh, people to reach you. Well, they should reach you. They, they, if they're, if they're smart individuals, they will contact you <laughs> and work with you because Thank you're amazing. You. And I'm so grateful that our no. paths cross. I know that sounds so cliche and cheeseball, but it's so interesting, like how we, we came to be. And then even though we've not, you know, we've, we've kept in touch, but we haven't like gone on, you know, glamorous vacations and all these things together, but it's like, we've never lost our energy. So that's good. No, it is. Well, it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's like, we just pick up where we left off, you know? Yeah. I love it. Well, it was meant, we were meant to cross paths, you know? All right, my friend. Well, thank you very much. And I will, we will be in touch and I wish you all the best in the, uh, in the coming weeks. And, um, that's it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode. And don't forget to check Martha out on her Instagram called Plighter Ames. More information is available on the Tried and True with Caroline pod page. All of the detailed information on how to find Martha and where you can contact her. And wait, before you go, I would really love it if you could go leave a review on iTunes. I would love to hear your feedback and it would really help me get this podcast going. And don't forget to subscribe so that you are sure not to miss any episodes. Direction is everything. And I'll see you next week.